Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast God's Holy Word. I'm your lovely host Leslie Sullivan, and today is episode 62, and I want to kind of do a little bit of housekeeping. So, I had a conversation uh, with a lady at church this past weekend, and she's been going through a lot of pain and suffering, and we were talking about, you know, the different types of medications out there and the types of doctors and all that good stuff. And she just had a very kind of I've given up kind of mentality and I understand that for sure I I've gone through suffering myself and I guess she's been diagnosed with with two different illnesses and they kind of go hand in hand and they are long-term chronic illnesses and I was talking to her about you know what kind of physicians you can see and here are some new medicines and i gave her some information about um there's a drug trial website that you can go to it's a it's a website that i think our government put together um the the united states government and it lists all the drug trials that are taking place in the world but especially in the united states because hands down the united states has way more drug trials than any other country on the face of this earth and the reason for that is because we have capitalism we have democracy and we have freedom So if you have socialism, fascism or communism, you're going to be broke and uh, extremely ill probably most of the time because they do not have good health care. So as let her know that even if there isn't a medicine um that your doctor cannot prescribe you per se, you can always try out a drug trial. You can put your name in and you'll go from there and you don't necessarily have to have your doctor's permission to do this because your medical records belong to you, the patient. not to the doctor and not to the healthcare facility not to the hospital not to the clinic it belongs to the patient and it and it is the patient that decides what happens with those medical records another thing that told her was you know i'm not saying anything bad about your doctors but i'm just letting you know sometimes doctors only look at things through their lens and if they're a specialist of xyz and You know, they went to school to study just that one thing and they're only looking at these types of drugs. They may be very limited in their thinking. You know, but God is not. And one of the things I mentioned was, you know, it's not over till God says it's over, but even then, he makes exceptions to the rule all the time. Because that's the love of our heavenly Father. And I just saw this calmness come over her. And I offered to send her the link to this website and I sent her a couple of different links and she said yes I would love that. And so that was just some really interesting fellowship, you know, to I don't remember how it came up about her her two illnesses, but you know, I think it's one of those things that I could tell it really bothered her being diagnosed with these two different things and it's it's very painful. It's it makes her life very difficult. So my goal in regards to this lady that I know at church is for her to be healed. Like I would love nothing more than for her to be healed in the mighty name of Jesus and not have to see another doctor ever again. That is my goal for her. And I pray that for her. Here's the thing though. Sometimes people don't see their healing right away like we're walking towards our healing. So it's in those moments that we still have to do our part. and take our medicines go see the appropriate doctors and i say appropriate doctors because if the doctor is not on your side then they're not the person to see 
If a doctor does not believe in drug trials or doesn't believe in experimental medicine, but you do, then they are not on your side. Now, her doctors are, from what she told me, they are for drug trials and things of that nature. My only concern is that sometimes whenever the patient wants to do something, but it's not the idea of the doctor, sometimes the doctor gets angry because It's like they think everything has to be their idea because they've been in medical school and most of the patients have not. So there's kind of an arrogance issue. I hope and pray she never goes through that because I've had to deal with that in times past with doctors that they they don't want to hear what the patient has to say. It's like okay, the the healthcare that the patient is paying for belongs to the patient. It does not belong to the doctor. So From what I gather, her doctors are nice. They they believe in taking good care of her, and so I hope that first of all that she's healed, and number two, that she gets on a really good medicine that helps her, especially to alleviate her pain. And also, if there's not a medicine out there that she can find a drug trial to get on, to help her with this, because you know we're talking about drug trials, and we have very similar thinking in regards to that. Um, Her thinking is that you know I don't mind at all doing a drug trial, especially if I can help others not suffer. And I think that's a wonderful attitude, you know, because technically every person that is involved in a drug trial is just that. It's very, it's very much a sacrifice of oneself. Even though you do want to be cured, you do want to be healed. I just think that's a wonderful way to view it because you are helping doctors to try and find a cure. So it's one of those things that yeah, you know, I hope and pray that whoever is listening to this, that if you are suffering from an illness, let me see if I can find that website. Looking up on my computer, I pray that you know if you're listening to this and you have an illness and you're trying to figure out what to do, and it just kind of seems like all is lost. First of all, not all is lost. Nothing is lost. God loves you. He very much has you in the palm of his hand. He's never going to let you go. He loves you. He adores you. And here's the thing: just because the doctors have not found a cure for X, Y, Z, that doesn't mean it's not out there. It just means we have to find it. Because if you think about it, all cures are possible. God gave us the ability to cure ourselves. You know that phrase, "Doctor, heal thyself." You know, technically. As human beings, we are technically all doctors of medicine, because everything that we consume is a form of medicine, whether you realize it or not. Like, for example, if you're drinking water, that's technically a form of medicine because it's hydrating your cells. You know what I mean? Like everything we we do, everything we consume, has has a cause and effect. So I found the website. It's called clinicaltrials.gov, and it says right here. There are 423,976 research studies in all 50 states and in 221 countries. And then to the right of that, it says you can find a study. You can either look it up by the disease or the country. But hands down, the United States does way more research, way more than than any other country, and that's because we we are capitalist. You know, we're not socialist. Um, we don't have universal health care. See, because here's the thing: other countries don't have the same success rate at finding cures for diseases or illnesses like the United States. It's just it just doesn't happen. And the reason why 
It's not because they don't have researchers and scientists. You know, they in fact do. But they have limited funds, they have limited resources, and a lot of them are socialists. Like even their doctors are socialists, which I find very odd because typically doctors want what is best for their patient, right? Well, patients need the best health care, and socialized medicine is not the best health care. In fact, it's, it's quite the opposite. It's one of the worst. Because socialized medicine, the only thing I know that it really wants to pay for, I would say, is birth control and antibiotics. So unless you are sexually active or if you want to get an abortion or if you need to get rid of a science infection, they really don't care about you. Which is all the more reason why we should go to God first with all of our issues, especially our health issues. Because there's nothing more frustrating than going to a doctor that doesn't believe in you or maybe they don't want to run a test. And I kid you not, there was a, I just went to like a follow-up or check-up appointment here recently. It was to like establish care or something, like a doctor closer to my house or something. And this doctor, we were talking, and all was going okay. I mean, it wasn't the most pleasant visit per se. Um, but this doctor, she said something kind of weird. And so I've learned to just kind of take this with a grain of salt. But um, I told her, I said, you know, I really want to establish care with you and your practice. So that way, you know, I have a doctor's office that's close to where I live. So I don't have to drive a long ways or go to like urgent care or aftercare. You know, worst case scenario, I have to go to the emergency room. And she just goes, no, 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 no. You should never go to the emergency room. That is too much money. First of all, she's not American. I think she's from India. Number two, she doesn't think that, that I'm worthy enough to go to an ER. And here's how you know that. She puts money ahead of the patient. And yet she's a doctor and gets paid a lot of money. See, that's a socialist. It's also very evil and very wicked. But... There are so many doctors that they think that you are a waste of time if you go to the ER. And what they don't realize is that the, the ER is there for a reason. And if someone can't get in to see their doctor or they can't get to urgent care or aftercare or whatever it's called, like after hours kind of stuff, that's what the emergency room is for. The most common reason why I've gone to the ER over the years is because I couldn't find a GP that would see me. Especially female GPs. Like there are so many female doctors that it's like they only want to work half a day. Well, congratulations. It must be nice to only work part-time but almost get paid to work full-time hours. Or they don't – I know this is a problem with OBGYNs that are female. Um, female OBGYNs, they try and encourage their patients to have C-sections so that way they can schedule the, the delivery and the birth. So that way the OBGYN doesn't have to come in after hours. So like, like giving birth is an inconvenience for them. I'm like, well, what about the woman that's actually giving birth? Like it's, it's unbelievable to me like how some of these doctors think. It's like what happens to you in your life medically is an inconvenience to the very people that are supposed to be helping you and your health and keeping you healthy. You know, back in the day, you could not get a C-section unless it warranted it, like medically, like unless there was a risk. like if the baby was breached or if it was a medical emergency. Now there's just all these female OBGYNs that they just have it where they don't want to work anything outside of 8 to 5 or 9 to 6. Well, that's not how uh, babies get delivered. You know, you don't plan that. So me personally, I think there are, there are a lot of deliveries 
of babies that are not happening in the right time because you have people that are trying to force things to happen that should not happen. So needless to say, you know, just FYI, be aware that God wants you to have the best health care possible. He loves you very much. He does not want you to settle for anything less than his best because, you know, how can you go... How do I describe this? Like, why would you want anything less than God's best? It just doesn't make sense to me. Unfortunately, in our society, and I'm speaking from, you know, the United States here, in our society, it's kind of like, well, we don't want to be inconvenienced. You know, we don't want an, an inconvenience. Well, sometimes life happens, and, and how about instead of viewing someone or something as an inconvenience, how about we actually view it as an opportunity to do good? You know, I think that would be far better. But anyway, I wanted to make just a short and sweet podcast about, you know, if you're suffering with any kind of illness and you don't know what else to do, number one, go to God. Number two, if your doctor has told you that they can't help you, first of all, that's bull. That's bull. I mean, they're probably doing their best, but, you know, sometimes doctors can be very closed-minded, which is odd because they work in the medical field. The medical field is supposed to have new innovations, new inventions, all, all this kind of stuff all the time. An example of this is the COVID-19 vaccine. It's the first one of its kind, technically. It was in the works long before COVID-19 actually caused a ruckus on the planet. Like they were already working on different vaccines for different diseases before the pandemic happened. So it wasn't like this just dropped out of the sky. But You know, if you're seeing a closed-minded doctor, you need to find somebody else. Here's the downside to some of this. If you have a very serious illness or, you know, you've been referred to a specialist and they're supposedly the best in their field and they have access to medical care and health care that other doctors do not, then, you know, to a certain extent, stay with them unless they do something that's against the law. But in the meantime, look up different drug trials, you know, and ask God to heal you. Your know, modern medicine is a gift to us from God. So I think that you know unless you are completely healthy, you should keep lifting up health and healing prayers over your body up to God. You should be lifting that up. Because technically as Christian believers, we shouldn't be sick. Our life is temporary on this planet, but we shouldn't have a lifetime of misery and illness and disease and pain and suffering. That's not our calling. Because all of our illnesses and diseases They were healed over 2000 years ago when Jesus Christ died at Calvary on the cross for all of our sins, all of our diseases, all of our illnesses. He died for all of us. He died for all of it like he paid the price. So if the price has already been paid, then we shouldn't be suffering like this. You know what I mean? Like we shouldn't have issues with our health. So needless to say, we speaking from experience on this, I am way healthier now than I was years ago. But the only reason why I'm healthier now is because I know who I am in Christ Jesus and I believe in my healing because I know that Jesus has healed me. And I know that my healing comes from Jesus Christ and also my heavenly Father and via the Holy Spirit. Like I know that it is from heaven, it's not from me. Can doctors help? Yes. Is modern medicine awesome? Yes, especially when you have access to it and when you don't have a doctor that thinks that, "Oh, that's too much money, you shouldn't use it." Well, here's another thing. When that doctor made that comment, I immediately knew she's not someone you could trust or should see again because what doctor puts money ahead 
before a human life. Like, it makes no sense to me. I think that is really telling of how some of these doctors think. And what I really wish would happen, and I've prayed about this, I really wish we had more American doctors, meaning like American citizens become doctors, not these foreigners that come over. And I'm not against foreigners, but a lot of them do not understand the United States. They do not understand Christianity, and they are, most of them are not Christian. They come over here for the money and the prestige. Like their intentions are not always what they should be. And I think that, you know, when you go see a doctor, yes, you're getting health care, but you are also conducting a business transaction because they are charging your health insurance, whether it's, you know, or it's private pay or whether it's Medicare, Medicaid or employer-based insurance or like what I have, I just go directly through the health insurance company. So it is a business transaction. So just needless to say, your rights matter a lot. And so it's one of those things, don't feel like you can only see XYZ doctor if you don't like them or if you don't trust their opinion or if you don't think they're on your side. Because there have been times where I've had to stop seeing certain doctors in the past because they didn't have my back. Like they didn't really value my health. Like there was one doctor that yelled at me, was horrible to me. Another one lied to me. Um, I could tell you so many horror stories, but I don't care to relive all that garbage. But I'm just saying that. When you know who you are in Christ Jesus, you don't put up with that garbage. Like like you you take the trash out to the curb and let the trash people pick it up. You know what I mean? Like you need to walk away from the bad people, give God a chance to deal with them, and then give God a chance to bring you the right people. So it is one of those things that we need to be careful who we see and what we say. Here's another thing. There's some doctors that I just don't feel comfortable talking to them about anything. Because there's sometimes doctors, when they do not have your best interest at heart, they will totally lie about you on your medical record. And I have caught some doctors at that because I've seen my chart. So just FYI, again, your medical records belong to you. They do not belong to the doctor. They do not belong to the clinic. They do not belong to the hospital. And they do not belong to the insurance company. Your records belong to you. You are in charge of that. So being that... It is about you and they are your records. You have every right to see them. And if they try and charge you an arm and a leg, get a lawyer. And you're probably thinking, whoa, really? Yes, really, because here's the thing. If someone does not want you to have access to your private medical information, it makes me wonder what's in there that they don't want me to see. Because every single time they pull shady stuff like that, there's almost always a lie or a misdiagnosis or something in there that is not true. And I've called them out on it. And I don't see those bad people anymore. Like, I, like there was one medical record I read about myself. I was like, none of this even happened. And so I reported it to the, not the office manager, but, but like the clinic manager or something. Which, they're kind of a joke half the time. They're just overpaid administrators. Because they, it's what... I don't know how to describe this, but sometimes people that work in an office, that work in a doctor's office, they take the side of the doctor more than they do the patient because they think the patient is just a whiner and a complainer, especially if you speak up about something. But yet, if it was happening to them, oh, it would be serious. It would, it would be relevant. So, needless to say, sometimes you do have to report stuff to the state. And I mean the... The state department that handles the licensing of physicians and nurses. 
And you might be thinking, well, Leslie, what does this have to do with your podcast? What does this have to do with God's holy word? Here's the thing. God's holy word promises us protection. It promises us health and healing and prosperity as well as forgiveness and mercy and all these wonderful things. Meaning, if we're sick, we need to rebuke the sickness. I'm not saying don't go to a doctor, but also you need to go to a doctor that actually values human life. You need to go to a doctor that is a Christian. I've learned there are a lot of pagan doctors out there. It's bizarre. I never thought that would happen. But here's the thing, most of the pagan doctors like they worship something else other than God. Most of them are from other countries. And it's really weird. And I'm just thinking, wow, this is a big issue because they don't understand what we believe in terms of our faith. They don't understand how the United States operates. They just came over here for the money and the prestige. So needless to say, whenever I meet a good Christian doctor, I am always appreciative. I'm always appreciative. See, because there's another thing. Just because someone says they're a Christian and a doctor, that doesn't mean they actually value human life. I've met some really evil, wicked doctors over the years. They claim to be Christian. They have a cross up on the wall, but man, I mean, you might as well call them a heathen or a liar from hell because they don't really value human life. They like to play God. but only for the sake of their ego. And that's a big issue because they don't value your life, but yet they are taking your life in their hands every time they're treating you for an illness or a disease. See, there's a difference between someone practicing medicine because they actually value human life like someone else's life as opposed to they just value their career, their paycheck, their house, their car, their yacht, their vacation, their spoiled rotten little kids so they can go to private school like like there's a difference between those two two different ways of thinking. And over the years, I've really learned a lot about this. You know what's interesting is that I thought our healthcare was awesome in the United States and we are still far above and beyond every other country. I mean, why else would other people come here to the United States to get healthcare? Obviously because their country stuck at what they offer. But here's the thing. I thought our healthcare system was awesome until I actually had to use it because I got really sick. Now, I'll give this as an example. I've been ill multiple times, but God healed me supernaturally from pleurisy twice. Like I should have died from pleurisy. And in case you don't know what pleurisy is, pleurisy is a viral infection, a very serious viral infection in the lining of the lungs. It is excruciatingly painful. It feels like you have been beaten in the chest. It feels like you have broken all of your ribs. You can't fully inhale or exhale, and it's very painful to breathe. And it took about four months, almost each time, before I completely got back to normal for the most part. And God healed me both times. The first time, I didn't know God could heal me. The second time. I kind of felt like I was in and out of consciousness. But I do know that in both instances I had muscle wasting because I was so weak. But God restored my health. He restored my muscles and here's another thing. Back then when I got pleurisy, I got the first time I got pleurisy was in my 20s. The second time was in my 30s. And what's interesting is that both times I got pleurisy 
I was not as strong on my faith as I am today or the, of what I needed to be in order to kick pleurisy in the posterior. You know, because now whenever I get sick, I was like, I rebuke this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, and I just go on with my day. Back then, I didn't know I could do that because I wasn't raised to take authority over situations. I was raised to be weak, to be a coward, to be like ultra feminine, like dainty, stupid, you know, incompetent compared to a man. That's how I was raised. And it's a horrible way to treat women. But again, I was raised in a cult and then I converted to a different cult, unbeknownst to me, in my 20s. And then once I woke up to the fact that, whoa, all I did was exchange one cult for another, I was like, I cannot do this. I am better than this. I am worth more than just some false doctrine. And I don't want to throw my life away based on someone else's lies. Like, I would rather have the truth, not a lie. So my point is this, is that You know, God's holy word speaks volumes compared to a medical report. I'm not saying that doctors don't know what they're doing. I'm not saying that they don't always have your best intention at heart. I'm just saying that God never fails. People can fail us whether they mean to or not. But God's word is true. He loves us. He adores us and he wants to heal us. And if you need a perfect example of this and a great prayer to pray, I would say you need to read Psalm 91. It is an excellent psalm. It speaks right to the heart of this. It speaks right to the heart, but just remember, it's not over till God says it's over, but even then, he makes exceptions to the rule all the time. And we see that all the time throughout God's holy word, throughout the Bible. But if you think it's over and if you think it's you're you're washed up, you're done, it's over with, you're going to die, then guess what? Whatever you meditate on, whatever you think, more than likely it will come to pass. So instead of thinking about death, disease and destruction, think about life, liberty and happiness. Think about health, wholeness and prosperity. You know, instead of planning your funeral, plan a vacation. Do the opposite. See, the enemy wants us to think we don't have anything to live for when it's just the opposite. We have everything to live for. We have everything to live for because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, meaning when we are Christ-like, the world is our oyster. Who is anyone to tell us no? Who is anyone to tell us, "Oh, it's over for you?" No, it's not. It's just the beginning. It is just the beginning. So hold fast to that. Hold fast to God's holy word because he can cure you of anything and everything. Go to him with that. And the moment you pray it, your prayer has been answered. Just because you don't see it manifest just yet, that doesn't mean that the healing or the answer to your prayer hasn't been sent to you or that it or that it's not manifest manifesting itself. You see, I'll close with this. You know, for many years I would pray, but I I did not actually think my prayers were being heard and I was always shocked whenever they would come true. Like I just prayed just to pray. It was more like therapy. You're just talking to someone, but you really don't expect anything good to come out of it. That was my view of prayer because that's what I was taught. 
But now that I know that prayer is very powerful, and even better, prayer and praise are very powerful and defeat the enemy every single time, you you need to get your shield of faith up. You know, kind of pretend like you're your Star Trek Voyager. Shields up, protect your whole ship, protect all of you. Protect your mind, your will, your emotions, your job, your family, your dog, your cat, your home, your car, your lawn, your bank account, everything. Because all that stuff belongs to you. And it was given to you for a reason because God loves you. So do partake of that blessing because it's what God wants for you all the days of your life. I will go ahead and end this podcast, but as usual until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy and whole, that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Waves transform